Steelers minicamp is over, which means we need to talk about who did the best. We'll do that right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Steelers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things of the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like button in this video if you enjoyed. Hit the subscribe button to our YouTube channel to get all of our daily updates Monday through Friday, as well as our bonus episodes and our breaking news episodes when they come out from time to time. We thank you for making the Lockdown Steelers Podcast your first listen every day. If you want to help us out, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. When you do so with a positive comment along with your five-star review, you get a special shout out at the end of the show. We thank you again for joining us. We hope everyone's had a great week. I'm going to go over things here. Now, of course, as you can see, Jenna Hunter isn't here to make it again. She's busy. I'm busy. It happens, y'all. Get over it. She's. We're going to try to get her back on ne- next week. But I wanted to break things down, and I wanted to kind of get to go over some of the see, some names that we do know, some names that you might be not as familiar with. Um, so I want to do a top five list of the top five players that I think did the best with what they had to do at minicamp. Now I want to stop, stop it right here. And you're probably thinking, wait a minute, Chris, it's minicamp. How important is this? This does not include players that we know are ballers and stars already for the Steelers. Najee Harris, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Pat Fryermuth, Minka Fitzpatrick, guys like that, guys who are established on the team that are, that are doing things. Those are the guys I think, are fine you don't need to see them we're also not going to see a lot of linemen on this because minicamp and otas these guys they don't wear pads so it's really tough to gauge guys like james daniels guys like uh you know demarvin leal with how physical that they're going to be so that to me is you know is that we're, we're, we're not going to do all that so take this the, take this list with that information. But these are the players that when I was watching and talking to, to coaches and players throughout the past couple weeks of OTAs and mini camps, these are the players that stood out to me and I think did a really good job of quitting themselves to get themselves ready for training camp so that the Steelers can get a better look at them when the pads go on in about a month and a half now. So let's do this. Before we get to my top five, we're going to do my, I got three honorable mentions for you guys that didn't make my top five, but we're good. I want to say Connor Hayward, Cam Hayward's little brother. Um, I want to clarify, you know, he's not a fullback. This guy is going to be a third string tight end, and he is going to make the team. The way people are talking about him, the way people are excited about him, the plays that he's making. You know, if you heard me the other day, I was talking about a one-handed catch that he made in minicamp that everyone was talking about. He's impressed. He's done a good job. I think he's going to make the 53-man roster. I don't even think it's really much of a question at this point uh, unless he folds when the pads goes on. But after watching that man play at Michigan State, I don't think that's going to happen. Gunnar, Gunnar Olszewski. Now, if you remember Gunnar Olszewski, he was the special teamer that, that they brought over from the Patriots, who's mainly a Patriots like return man, but he has done well. A lot of guys are talking positively about him. He gets good separation. He's making plays. Quarterbacks are trusting him, and not just Mitch Trubisky, not just Kenny Pickett, but Mason Rudolph, and even, um, even Chris Olatikin. This guy, this is a guy who's finding ways to make plays. He's inserting himself into that battle for who's going to fill out the last receiver spots. I would not overlook him moving forward. My last one is my only lineman on any of this list and it's purely because of what we got wind of 
towards the end of minicamp, and that's Isaiah Loudermilk. And basically, he gets the honorable mention of the linemen because I, I didn't, I wasn't sure what to expect from him as far as where they'd have him doing reps. But they had him coming in behind Cam Hayward. That says something to me that they trust they they trust you uh, that that much over uh, higher draft picks over Montrevious Adams over all these other guys that are that are getting in time on the defensive line. So good things for Isaiah Loudermilk moving forward. So, but I, again, I want to emphasize guys like even even guys like Devin Bush and Miles Jack. It was tough to really gauge them because what's going to determine them for me more it's how they stuff to run and how physical they get in those plays. And you don't just you just don't get to see that in this in this type of play. I was even talking to Kevin Dotson about it. He's like, you know, it sucks because we can't, you know, when you're hitting somebody, you're hitting shoulder pads and you're driving, you're controlling them that way. And he's just like, we can't do that. So, you know, when a guy comes up on you, you're kind of just playing, you know, patty cake with him. And it's just it's it's tough because you're trying to be careful and you're not trying to hurt your teammate in these OTAs and mini camp drills because it's just football and shorts. And Mike Tomlin says it's football and shorts. It's not real football. But I do have some guys who either weren't on the team last year or were and are moving up. My number five guy who acquitted themselves well at minicamp and improved their standing, Trey Norwood. Now, if you remember Trey Norwood, made a couple interceptions last year, seventh round dude, came onto the team, made his way by being a special teamer. Danny Smith couldn't stop talking about the guy last, last, office, last training camp with all the things that he was learning and all the things that he was doing. I wrote a piece about the slot cornerback battle between him and Arthur Mollette and Cam Sutton's involved in that. And there's going to be a few more players to get in the mix there, but Trey Norwood has acquitted himself. Well, he's, he's, he's moving around. If you talk to the Steelers defensive back coach, Grady Brown, he calls him a young Cam Sutton. And that's because they feel like they can line him up wherever they need him to be. And to me, that means a lot when you're a second year player and a seventh round guy and they feel confident enough to say, hey, we're going to give you this responsibility and this responsibility and this responsibility. That's a good sign that that jury that you're filling in your thing, they, that they know that they can trust you with a role with several roles and that you'll not just get it done. You'll get it done well. So Trey Norwood playing playing at the level that he had that he is being involved in several different parts of the defense and he talked to me he was i talked to him and i i wrote about this for steelersnow.com so go check that out on steelersnow.com talking about the slot battle but um you know he talked about how like hey i don't care if i'm a slot cornerback or a free safety or wherever i gotta line up i'll be there and when you look at the numbers from last year there was a nice little split he was he did a bunch of slot work but I think this year you're gonna see you're gonna see him move even more around this defense. Terrell Austin has got some interesting things lined up for the secondary. I'm very excited to see how how they play out. We're gonna take a quick break. When I come back, we're gonna get to our four and three picks. We're gonna talk about what might do even four, three, and two to get you get you down to number one for the final segment here. But there's a lot to break down in this next guy that I'm gonna be talking about. I think really did something very well for himself in in mini camp and OTAs and what one of the coordinators said about him was very telling about what may be coming for the Pittsburgh Steelers formationally. Don't go anywhere. We'll be talking about that in just a minute, but first I got to talk to you guys about betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs. The finals are here y'all. And of course the Stanley cup playoffs are well underway. In fact, those finals are right around the corner. And, of course, Major League Baseball will and swing. All of that can be bet on with Bet Bet BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Bet 
Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're continuing the Friday edition here, getting you ready for the weekend, recapping what I saw from minicamp and some of the things that I was reading off of it. My number four guy that stood out and I thought acquitted themselves very well and helped their case moving forward, the tight end. I already said Connor Hayward, so you're probably thinking he's going to say Pat Fryermuth. No, I'm talking about Zach Gentry. I'm telling you, Zach Gentry looking good and it's just no pads on no nothing like that but when you hear guys talk about him they're talking about him like he's a playmaker matt canada the offensive coordinator came out and and said you know and and called him as much of a starter a starter which means he's not taking pat fryermuth but does that mean 12 personnel aha there's something there. And that's what I wanted to get into with this. It's not just naming these guys. It's where, which the thoughts that I'm getting from what I'm seeing from them. But we know the Steelers want to run the ball more effectively. We know with these younger quarterbacks, they want to do things that allow them to move. They want to call more play action. And one of the things that you can do with play action is you can succeed with those 12 personnel looks. When you got two tight ends that can succeed as receivers and blockers and a dangerous running back, it forces those defenders in the middle part of the field to play more of those guessing games. And we've seen Pat Frymuth get up and get out. He can, he can go get a ball. He could go move, do what he needs to do. Zach Gentry has flashed that ability. But from what I'm talking to with guys at minicamp, he's getting even better. Not better than, than Frymuth, but better for the, than he was and more reliable as a playmaker. And truly, if those two can get after it, and, and Mike Tomlin, there was one of the, the the tight end blocking drills. He came over, was praising Zach Gentry for how he was blocking. And if you remember when I talked about Zach Gentry when he first got to the Steelers, blocking was his one of his biggest weaknesses. He's turned that into a strength, at least in the eyes of Mike Tomlin. And if the, those two are a big part of this team, you're going to see a lot of interesting looks that I think Matt Canada is going to be drawn up to get mismatches, whether it's in the run game or in the passing game, to get them both open. Uh, but Zach Gentry also seems like he's taking a step up and his confidence is up there. Uh, you, know, he, he, you know, I see I see him and Connor Hayward getting really close together. He's helping him along. There's some pretty cool stuff happening in the tight end room of the Pittsburgh Steelers. My number three guy is a name that you'll know and a name you're probably wondering if he makes this list. But I got to put him on the list. And it's Kenny Pickett. Now, Kenny Pickett hasn't, you know, been lighting everything up all the time. In fact, you know, you, if you if you if you read, you know, if you listen to the the notes that are out there, Nick Farabaugh did some takeaway. We had Nick Farabaugh on the Wednesday edition this week of the Lockdown Steelers podcast, but he's a fellow writer with me at SteelersNow.com. He wrote in his takeaways about how Kenny Pickett did throw an interception to Cam Sutton uh, in, in, a, in a in a drill to end a mini camp, but Cam Sutton afterwards was like, "No, that kid's gonna be great." Like. We see what he is. There's a lot of confidence about Kenny Pickett. And almost every time I ask someone about him, it's about him. this kid won't leave the, the film room. He won't leave the weight room. He won't leave anything. He's just doing this. And, I mean, you could say, well, he was he was there for five years already with Pitt, right? So <laughs> this is already his home. But you're seeing him not take anything for granted. Uh, you know, th- the one thing that I knew wouldn't happen with Kenny Pickett, but the one thing I could see some people asking about Kenny Pickett is, will he take this for granted because he's the Pittsburgh kid? You know, not that he's not that he's from Pittsburgh because he's from New Jersey, but he played at Pitt for five years. He was the hero at Pitt. He got them their first ever ACC championship. He he, he can walk on water in Pittsburgh for, for some people around here. They're, they're predicting that his, his jersey sales are going to be some of the highest in the country. 
maybe even the highest in the country among rookies this year. There's a lot of expectations heaped on this guy, and he could sit back and be like, you know what, there's no pressure on me because I got there's veterans on this team. They can start this year. I'm a chill, and I'm going to do my thing. He's not doing that, though. He's taking every day, taking it serious, and people, everyone from Mitch Trubisky to Mason Rudolph to Najee Harris, Cam Hayward, Cam Sutton, they're all talking about how this dude is doing the right things, and that right there is a very good sign. And again, Kenny Pickett does not need to earn the starting position this year. What he does need to do is he does need to start adapting to the NFL, take steps forward, look good in preseason, and then learn as the season goes on. If he earns the starting spot, great, cool. We'll see what what, what comes of that. But if he's on the bench, take time to learn. Again, Patrick Mahomes sat. Josh Allen sat. Aaron Rodgers sat. It's just a thing in the NFL that happens from time to time. I know you're probably sitting there and saying, oh, he needs to start right now. There's some people out there that are saying that there's no need for that to happen. There's no need to rush his progress. They like his progress so far. He's taking every step very seriously. And I think that there's something really good to be said about how he's handled this moving forward. But that being said, the quarterback battle is interesting because my number two guy that's that, that stood out here and I think has acquitted themselves well is Mitch Trubisky. Because I do think that Mitch Trubisky is furthering his case to say, like, yeah, I am the starting quarterback on this team. I am the QB1. And you hear that when you talk to guys. You know, I talked to Chase Claypool. I talked to all these other guys. They like his approach. He's stepping in. He's taking ownership. He's work. He's he's ready to do work as soon as as soon as the you know the uh, the, the mini camp breaks. He talked about going home. He's got his newborn kid. He's going to be being a dad, but he's also going to be working out and he's going to be working on on his game and he's working to be sharper. And when you ask players about the plays that were made in certain two minute drills and everything, Mitch Trubisky looking kind of solid. Got a bit of an arm. Got a little bit of mobility. Field presence, professionalism. And these are the things that I think are truly standing out for the Steelers right now. I also want to say this quarterback competition, which Kenny Pickett, when I asked him about it, said, oh, this isn't a competition. You know, It is a competition, but we don't see it. It's nothing like tense. That's something from the outside. Let's be real. There is a competition. These guys know it's a competition. And there's only one guy that can win the spot at the end of the day. But. It's not an animus thing. It's it's not a kill or be killed thing. It's like a hey, I'm out here to do my best, but the best man, the best man will win and we'll go from there. And if there needs to be a switch up at some point, there be a switch up. But it seems like these guys truly understand, like, hey, we're all out here to help each other improve because if we help each other improve, that means when we're pushing each other to be better, the best versions of ourselves are pushing each other to be better, which means that whoever does win the job is going to be the best of us. And that's the mentality they have. It's the same thing with Kendrick Green and Kevin Dotson. Uh, I talked to both of them because they both said it's a 50-50 race for who's at, who's going to win left guard right now. They're both splitting first team reps. But they're not looking at each other like, you know, oh, man, forget you. You're, you. You might take my job. They're looking at each other like, hey, man, do your thing. Talking to each other, you know, pushing each other. And, and Kendrick Green, a guard in college for the most part, switched to center last year, didn't work out. Now he's back to guard. Kevin Dotson being the guy that was supposed to be the guard anyways. There's no, like, you know, picking at each other. There's just, hey, I'll lift you up, you lift me up, and then whoever is, is lifted the highest when we're when, when all said and done, 
we hope that they go out and they win games because you want this team to win games. And it's the same thing with the quarterback position. But Mitch Trubisky, the reason I have him as my number two guy on this list is because I've loved his poise. I've loved his professionalism. And I was a little concerned about him because I, I knew Kenny I knew but Kenny personally as just covering him. This that the way that kid approaches everything is just level. He's always level-headed. He's always got his 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 mind set in the right direction. So I wasn't concerned with Kenny. I didn't know anything about Mitch other than what I've read and seen on TV and, and things like so. I wasn't sure if he was coming to town and he was gonna be like, Well, this is just my spot and I don't need to do much for this. No, he's taking all the extra steps. He's taking this very seriously. He's look. He's he's looking at this like, hey, like I've got to prove myself. I don't. And, I mean, he, he said like it doesn't matter that they drafted Kenny Pickett. I'm here to just be the best version of me. And if the best version of me is the one that starts. Great. Healthy locker room, healthy competition. These are all the things that are going for the Steelers right now and going for them when they have some of these these competitions. Now, as you know, as you can see, I left quite a few players off this list that 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 aren't that aren't there. Some of them rookies, some of them second year players. Who is at the top of this list? We'll talk about them and a few other of my takeaways for how this how how this mini camp has gone right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Again, I'm your host Chris Carter. We'll be right back. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, finishing up the Friday episode of Locked On Steelers. Now, I do want to say before I get to my last guy, I, there were a lot of questions this week, and I thank all of you so much for calling in and, and giving us questions. But I wasn't able to get to them because minicamp is heck busy. I almost cussed it, I almost, but I did not. Haha. So um, it is really busy. And like right now, I'm literally recording this at like 2.30 in the morning. Uh, because I wanted to make sure I was getting my film stuff right, and I was making sure I was putting quotes together right. So it took me a longer time to do that, and I had to do the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. By the way, go listen to that if you if you haven't already. Um, but I wanted to get all that done before I did this. So and it's been a, it's been busy every night. We're going to put more of your questions on next week next week's episode. So don't feel like I'm dissing y'all or not listening to y'all questions. I am. I'm logging them in my my list here of questions and who I'm going to ask. Nathan Glass, you keep asking a lot of questions, but I love it because that means I get I get more thoughts up thoughts from you. And the same thing to a lot of people who are asking a lot of questions. But um, point being, we will we'll get to them. Please understand, me not doing them right now doesn't mean we're not doing them anymore. It's just time constraints and Chris needs Chris needs to be able to do other stuff but um other things I'll tell you right now that I've worked on for steelersnow.com I got a Carter's classroom that's come out that's going to come out it came out this morning actually 9 a.m on Friday Eastern time and it's about Chase Claypool playing in the slot because he told me earlier this week that he's gonna play more in the slot and they're talking to him about it and they're putting him there and how excited he is. And I, I looked at his slot numbers and a lot of his plays in the slot from his rookie year where he was where he scored more touchdowns and made more big plays. And then compare that to some of the lack of production that he was that he that happened in his last year. So all things that you that, that you can look at that are being worked on at Steelers.com. But without further ado, the top player I thought acquitted themselves well at minicamp, OTAs, et cetera, et cetera, to set themselves up for training camp. George Pickens. This kid was on fire in drills, in team team activities when they were doing 11 on 11, 7 on 7. He is explosive. He is quick. ACL tear where he doesn't seem like he was ever hurt. 
And I'm telling you, the way he catches the ball, and these things I can't say because this was during the open period when we're allowed to take pictures and stuff, but I'm not allowed to put the video on Locked On the Lockdown show. I can only do interviews. Long story. Point being, this guy is bending in all sorts of different directions to haul in passes. And when he does, he's hauling them in with his hands, bringing them into his body, controlling his toes, and then exploding once he hits the ground. Y'all heard me say that I think that this kid could have been the steal of the draft when it came to, you know, wide receiver picks because he was overlooked because of his injury. But my goodness, the start that he's had, at least what we've seen. You ask any other writer who's been there, any of the players that we talked to, there's a lot of hype around George Pickens. And it's not fake hype. It's not just, oh, you know, this is this kid. He made a couple plays. No, there's excitement for how athletic he is, how springy he is, and how he, if you look at him, he looks so, so, so thin still. Like this kid could put on another 15 pounds of muscle and, and and still get and still get sharper. But as he is right now, he looks very tough to defend. And he's not shaken by competition. He's not shaken by, by, by coverage. He's making plays and tight coverage and all over the place. And you know, I asked Mitch Trubisky about this um on you know on, on Thursday before he left game. I was like, you know, what's it like working with a rookie? You come here and you're learning everything, but you see a rookie like him going up and making plays. And he was like, Yeah, that that kid is standing out. And he talked about how that's you know that those those are things that he's come to appreciate as far as the team the team that he's inherited and and been brought into through free agency. But George Pickens, I'm telling you, man, this is going to be an interesting Steelers weaponry group. And I've talked about this on the show before. You got a lot of young dudes: Najee Harris, Pat Frymuth, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, uh, and I you know now I'm seeing Zach Gent, Zach Gentry. But you know if George Pickens can come onto the team and and, and fight for top wide receiver snaps. Again, this is, you know, even if Deontay Johnson has a good year for the Steelers, it puts the Steelers in a position where, like, do they need to pay for a wide receiver one if they got that guy coming in the wings? And, of course, it also depends on, you know, how Chase Claypool does this year because if Chase Claypool falls off the face of the earth, sure, then you want to bring Deontay back. But I don't think he is going to fall off the face of the earth. I think he's going to be competitive. I think all these guys have a standard good chance to be competitive. And again, that doesn't even include the Gentrys, the Gunnar Olszewskis, the Calvin Austins, the guys like that. But George Pickens represents, in my opinion, a really big chance for being a star rookie for the Steelers. I know everyone's looking at Kenny Pickett. I'm just not so sure Kenny's going to win the starting job. It'll be tough to climb up. The Steelers do believe in deference. They do believe in how, in, in giving the veterans chances and giving them the, the respect to, to hold the spot and to fight for the spot. And they're not afraid that, hey, if the rookie overtakes him, the rookie overtakes him. You know, Ryan Shazier came in and stole that spot away. You know, Vince Williams talked about, you know, years ago that, you know, he was he was upset because he was like, he felt like he had earned that starting linebacker spot. And then Ryan Shazier came in and it, it took, and at first he was like, oh man, he probably thinks he's entitled to the spot, but it wasn't until they started working out together that they became brothers. Because he saw how serious that dude was and how he came to work every day and didn't take anything for granted. That's what I see in a lot of these guys. They're not taking things for granted. George Pickens, second round pick. I'm making my money. I'm in the NFL. I'm on the Steelers roster. There's there's two guys from last year that are that, that are already ahead of me. There's not pressure. Nope. They're showing up. They're taking everything seriously. And again, Mr. Trubisky was also saying he was very impressed with how quickly he's adapting to the playbook and adapting to the offense. Now, he didn't go as far as to say he could just play any position all the time, but he's reliable. 
And how many times have we heard over the years about rookies who couldn't line up in more than like two spots in the offense because they just didn't understand it because they were so busy trying to catch up on things. And that might end up being the case for George Pickens down the road because it's cool doing these in seven on seven and 11 on 11 OTAs and the pads aren't on. But when you're working every day and you're going through it and you're getting, and then you're playing games and you're adjusting to game plans, the stuff that you learned in the spring and the summer and the training camp and everything that starts to fade. I bet my favorite example is always TJ Watt. Go look at his rookie year and you look at how he had a really hot start to the year, faded off and then sort of came back at the end of the year when it came to his sack production. But you look at it, a lot of it was because early on he had he was still fresh off of learning all those new pass rush moves. But then as the year went on, because every week you get a new game plan for your new opponent and new notes on how to beat this guy and that guy and this concept and how they got to adjust what you do, all that stuff, when you're slamming that into a rookie's brain, it is tough to adjust to. And you saw T.J. Watt kind of revert back to doing his normal pass rush moves that didn't have much variety to them until the end of the year when he started to diversify again. But then, by second year, he was T.J. Watt, and ever since then, he's been one of the best players uh, in the NFL. Last year, the best defensive player in the in the NFL. That's why he got the award. But George Pickens, I put in a similar boat. I want to see how he does when you start throwing different things his way. Right now, he's passing all the tests. I wouldn't even say passing. He's acing all the tests that, that, that I wanted to see of him as a rookie. And I, I had tempered expectations because, like with Devin Bush with his ATL, ACL, I wasn't so sure about George Bush. and he or George Bush, geez, George Pickens. Um, I wasn't so sure how he would how he would bounce back he told me it was 100 percent. guys say that a lot because they don't want to think about he looks 110 percent. he looks ready to go and again i want to see him do it in pads and then i want to see him do it against competition week to week and keep showing these type of different things but man all the things are adding up that maybe the steelers really did get that wide receiver steal in this draft again because everyone always talks about how the Steelers are great at drafting wide receivers. It'd be really nice to see if, if they did that again. But again, way too early. It's just minicamp. It's just OTAs. Even these winners of OTAs and minicamps doesn't mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. But that's why we do this show daily. We want to get you through the hard months of summer. That's why we're going to keep doing this show every day, even when there's no minicamp, no training camp, no nothing. We're going to keep breaking things down for you day by day, week by week, so we can get you ready for this for, for training camp. And if you're watching and listening to this show, you will be ready when we're at training camp. We're covering things, getting you all the information, and you're seeing this progress play out play by day, day by day. And then when week one's here, there's no surprises. You know why certain players are doing as well as they are or doing as poor as they are. But for now, again, your top guys and on Chris Carter's locked on Steelers list of guys that are standing out at or big, the biggest winners at at a, at a um, at OTAs and minicamp: Connor Hayward, Connor Olszewski, Isaiah Loudermilk, all the honorable mentions. Number five: Trey Norwood, safety slash slot cornerback slash wherever they want to put him, being called as young Cam Sutton. Zach Gentry being called a starter by Matt Canada, meaning they probably are going to go to 12 personnel more. I want to talk about that more later on in, as, as this offseason continues. Kenny Pickett for being a studious rookie and doing all it's doing and saying all the right things so far. Mitch Trubisky from coming in and showing that he is a leader without kind of throwing around any arrogance, doing a really good job there. And George Pickens for being a heck of a ball player and making lots of plays. Let me know if you got questions. Again, 
you can always re- reach out to us at lo Steelers topic bag at gmail.com. Again, that's at lo Steelers topic bag at gmail.com. You send an email there with your um uh with 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 your your mp3 attached or your audio file attached be sure to include your name and where you're from when you're asking your question when your question you can also call in at 412-223-6644 again name where you're from give me your question keep it under a minute we're trying to keep these quick so that we can get a lot of different questions in i might even do a mailbag for monday's episode but we will see as we roll on thanks again for checking us out here on the lockdown steelers podcast i'm your host chris carter follow me on twitter and instagram at carter critiques you can check out this show the lockdown steelers podcast on apple spotify google Podcasts, odyssey and youtube like this video if you enjoyed it subscribe to our, to our youtube channel to get all of our daily updates we'll be back to next week with more here more guests and everything and everything getting you ready to see hey What's the summer going to be like as a Steelers fan? We have a lot of things to talk about and break down that, that other people saw when they were at mini camp and other people are thinking heading into training camp. Have a great weekend, everybody. Be back on your screens and in your ears on Monday. <laughs>